Welcome to the first podcast from Advances in Nutrition. Today we are speaking with Dr. Wu, a professor in the Department of Animal Science at Texas A&M University, about the review, Functional Amino Acids and Growth, Reproduction, and Health, published in the first issue of Advances in Nutrition. Can you explain uh, what you mean by a functional amino acid and how it differs from the non-essential and essential varieties? Uh, okay, uh, a functional amino acid referred to an amino, amino acid that can regulate key metabolic pathways to improve growth, health, and development of humans and animals. And the functional amino acid differs from um, the class Basically, classify essential or non-essential amino acid. Uh, based on the classic definition, an, an essential amino acid refers to those amino acids that cannot be synthesized by the body. And non-essential amino acid can be synthesized by the body adequately. And, but a functional amino acid can be either an essential amino acid or a non-essential amino acid. So that's why uh, functional uh, amino acid could include both uh, essential and non-essential. Can you briefly describe uh, the functions of the amino acids in the body? Uh, functional amino acids have many, many functions in the body. They are the precursors to synthesize um, proteins, but they also um, have other important functions. I can give some examples. For example, some of them could be uh, um, neurotransmitters, and therefore they control the function of the brain and our behavior. They also include um, the food intake and, and health. And those uh, functional amino acids can also increase protein synthesis and inhibit protein degradation, and therefore benefit um, the muscle growth. And some of them are very important for obesity, and as some of my work um, uh, has shown in over the past six year, years that arginine, for example, can uh, reduce obesity in obese animals, and some people have shown that arginine can also reduce obesity in obese humans with mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes. So functional amino acids have many benefits. Another example is a vascular function. Um, I know arginine can improve the vascular functions of obese people and diabetic uh, people. And therefore, arginine could, could be a very, very important supplement uh, for uh, patients with uh, obese, obesity and diabetes. What would you say are the, um, the most limiting functional amino acids in our diet? Most functional. I mean, I would think that depend on on the person, the age, um, nutritionist day, and and, and health. Um, for example, for people with uh, obese obesity and diabetes, I would think arginine would be the most limiting amino acid in, in the diet. And for preterm infants, and I think both uh, glutamine and arginine would be the most limiting amino acid. Um, for the people with uh, a wound, uh, in injury, and surgery, I would think proline and arginine would be the most limiting amino acids in, in our diet. Um, so I think that depends on, on the age and, and um, physiological and pathological state. Uh -huh. And for women, 
for women for lactating women or lactating animals and I was saying uh, um arginine, um glutamine and leucine would be would be among the most limiting uh, amino acids for the diet. Okay, now I'm going to ask about um, discoveries. What do you think are the top two discoveries in the field of amino acids in the past 20 years? Okay, um, I would say the, um, the most important discovery is the, the nitrous oxide synthesis from arginine because that re revolutionized our whole thinking and protein nutrition. And as uh, you know, nitric oxide has many, many important functions in the body. It's a signaling molecule. It can also benefit the vascular, uh, vascular system, many, many systems in, in the body. can also be benefited from um, nitric oxide. So I think that is the most important discovery. Um, and that's why nitric oxide uh, work, uh, won a Nobel Prize in 1998. Okay. Um, the second most important discovery is uh, uh, cell signaling. Uh, by amino acid like leucine, glutamine, and arginine and proline, they activate um, the mTOR signaling. Uh, a mTOR stands for uh, mammalian target of le lepromycin. It is a protein kinase, and this uh, protein kinase is very important to to increase protein synthesis and inhibit protein degradation. So if if you could um, activate the mTOR, you could improve the protein deposition in the body, and that could be very important under many uh, conditions, like people with AIDS, people with cancer, people with obesity, diabetes. It all can benefit from the mTOR signaling pathways. Even vascular disease, uh, uh, uh -huh. um, a vascular disease could be prevented by, by, activate, by activating some pathways to increase nitrous oxide synthesis through the mTOR signaling. Okay, and in your paper you um, suggest that the ideal protein should take into account all of the functional amino acids, not just the traditional ones. And if we think about that, what foods that we eat in the U.S. would contain uh, this ideal protein? Oh, okay, that's a that's a long <laughs> a long question. A long, a long question. Uh, let's let's mention um, the traditional concepts of ideal protein. Um, the ideal protein um, concept was developed based on the composition of so-called essential amino acid in, in animal tissue. At that time, um, the scientists ignored uh, so-called non-essential amino acid because they thought that humans and animals can adequately synthesize all non-essential amino, amino acids. But the truth is, there's no evidence to support that claim at all. And now more and more data have um, have shown that so-called non-essential amino acids are very important nutritionally mm -hmm. to the health and growth and development of animals and humans. And therefore, to 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 improve um, the health, growth, and development, we must consider not only so-called essential but also non-essential amino acids. Um, so I think I've, I'll, I'll answer the first part of the question. So okay. Part and so the foods that we foods that we typically eat in the U.S. Do any of them contain what you would say is this ideal protein? Um, 
uh, I think uh, uh, beef, egg, and milk, and soybean, um, seafood. They contain a lot of uh, those functional amino mm-hmm. uh, uh, acids. And watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. Wa- watermelon is a, the best source of arginine for humans and animals. And we have found that watermelon juice can uh, <laughs> reduce obesity and improve vascular functions in diabetic uh, animals. How much watermelon, though? It sounds like you might have to eat a lot of watermelon. Um, we, you can eat half watermelon a day. Uh, it's, it's not that much. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. You can have watermelon maybe two or three times a day and really, really beneficial for vascular functions, particularly in the, in the summer. In the summer. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Indeed, <laughs> some of my friends, they have some uh, uh, vascular uh, um, uh, problems and they try watermelon. <laughs> it helps them so much, so much. Oh, wow. Okay, and um, so I guess my last question would be, if you were a young researcher just starting out in amino acid research, where would you recommend starting for your focus? And I think they would need to identify a good, a good mentor. And this men- mentor would be a, a productive um, scientist and also can care about uh, uh, his or own master, PhD, or postdoc fellows. And that, I feel that is very important. Of course, the, the lab must be um must be doing something that's exciting um in in the uh, in the frontier of the field and it's that person that must work very hard and also must be re- must read a lot a lot of papers did you have um such a mentor in your career oh yes i do i have wonderful <laughs> wonderful mentors in my career dating back my master my my PhD and my post are wonderful. They are so wonderful. They are so wonderful people. They uh, they have very high uh, um, standards mm-hmm. and they encourage, encourage you to think and to do work independently. Like my my mentor, Professor uh, Yang Sheng and and Professor uh, Jim Thompson, um, Professor um, Marlis and Professor uh, Sean Brosnan. And they are so great. This is Suzanne Price, and I would like to say thank you to Dr. Wu for being our guest today on the podcast from Advances in Nutrition.